I'm Techie Miller, and this is Worth the Wait. Join me every week as I explore profound weight loss solutions beyond just diet and exercise, because a lifestyle change starts with changing your mind. This week's episode is sponsored by Cookie Miller Coaching, a holistic online weight loss coaching service that aims to help women who have 30 pounds or more to lose. This program is for the woman who has tried everything and is serious about making a lifestyle change. Visit apply.cookiemiller.com to book your free consultation call. We are enrolling new clients now and space is limited. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Worth the Wait. I am your host, Cookie Miller, and today we are talking about the importance of sleep. The importance of quality sleep, especially during a weight loss journey, and of course, well into the maintenance phase as well. So first, we're going to talk about why sleep is essential. And then, of course, I'm going to give you tips on how to improve your sleep. Now, I got to be honest with you guys and let you know, in case you can't tell, last night I had one of the worst nights of sleep I've had in a long time, and that is really what prompted this podcast. So the way that I'm feeling is just so different from how I generally tend to feel when I am well-rested, and I'm like, oh man, I really have to make a podcast about this so that you guys can kind of better understand why this really impacts your weight loss journey and how it impacts you day to day. So why is sleep important? Well, sleep allows the body to recover from the day and all of the body's systems need to rest in order to work properly. Now, this is especially true when you're thinking about like putting on muscle and a lot of people who are in a fat loss phase or they're wanting to lose weight are also simultaneously trying to put on a bit of muscle so that they can recomp the body and things like that. So in order for you to actually be able to put on that muscle, your body has to be able to repair and recover overnight. So if you aren't sleeping, you will find that it's a lot more difficult to actually put on muscle and to see the gains from all of the work that you're doing in the gym. Poor sleep is also a major risk factor for obesity. So people who sleep less than five hours a night are actually more likely to be obese. And for me, this was definitely the case when I was on my weight loss or before I got on my weight loss journey, I was barely sleeping. I was staying up so late, definitely well into the wee hours of the morning and then going to bed and then just kind of like popping up. I would either be like on my phone or, you know, watching TV or whatever, just something other than sleeping. And that contributed a lot, especially in hindsight, to where I was as far as my weight. Um, So deeper than that, poor sleep can cause more hunger signaling. So it's not just like in your head (laughs) or something. It's like you actually feel more hungry whenever you aren't well rested. And so you, your body will actually start to produce more of those hunger signaling hormones. And then you're going to feel more hungry. And of course, you're going to be sleepy on top of that. So it's like a recipe for a disaster. In fact, there was a study done where participants only slept for four hours. And those participants who only slept for four hours versus like a regular seven to eight hours actually increased their calorie intake by over 20%. So just from that lack of sleep, 
you'll find that either you're filling those hours that you should be sleeping with just eating or you're waking up feeling so exhausted and then at the end of the day you end up just eating all of these extra calories just because you're sleepy. The last thing that I'll say about the importance of sleep is that without proper sleep, your workouts will suffer. So there's absolutely no way that you're gonna be sleep deprived and be able to work out with the same intensity or be able to lift, especially lift weights with the same intensity if you do not have adequate rest. And even if you are able to do that, like one time, you know, you're able to just really kind of pull it through and maybe you drink some coffee or you take a pre-workout and you're able to power through it. This is not something that you can keep doing consistently. And then going back to the previous point, if your body does not get enough sleep and recovery, then you won't be able to build the muscle anyway. So just go to bed, y'all. Okay, so some of y'all may be like, but how? I can't get to bed. Well, let me give you a tip, okay? My very first tip is going to be to create a bedtime routine. I know, I know it sounds like maybe not the thing that you want to do, but trust me on this, it is so very helpful and will really get you into that routine of getting yourself to kind of come down from the day and get into a relaxed state so that you can go to bed. So, as an example, I'm going to give you what mine is. This was not my routine last night. So <laughs> last night was awful, but this is an example of how my bedtime routine usually goes. So a couple hours before bed, I put on my blue light glasses if I don't already have them on. But especially two hours before bed, those blue light glasses have got to be on. What happens is the blue light that comes from your screen, so your computer, your TV, your phone, which I know we're all constantly just on our phones, that actually interrupts your body's ability to naturally produce melatonin. So wearing those blue light glasses will help you to block out the blue light so that your body can actually start to produce melatonin and you can start to feel sleepy and go to sleep and be well rested when you wake up. Now the next thing that I do is I love my bubble baths, okay? I absolutely love them. I will get in the bubble bath. Sometimes I'll put some Epsom salt in there, especially if I've had a rough workout, but I will get in that bath before bed and just completely relax. And oh my gosh, that has been like such a huge game changer for me. Um, I would say that I've been doing the baths as a part of my nighttime routine, probably for a little over a year now. Um, and so I think this is some one of the great things that came out of 2020 was just uh, getting into the routine of having that warm bath and it really gets me ready for bed. Now, the other thing that I've added to that is red light therapy. If you guys have not heard of red light therapy, please look into it, look it up, do your Googles. Um, but it has been awesome for me and as a part of just my recovery at the end of the day. So I'll actually have my red light on while I'm taking a bath. Um, and that really, really helps. Now it can't just be any red light y'all don't just go and get like a red colored light bulb. It has to be a very specific red light. So make sure that you guys search and I'll also leave a link below to my Amazon store, which will have like all of the things that I use. So not just the red light, but you'll even see my blue light glasses on there and some other things that I mentioned throughout other episodes. So check the description for that. 
Now listen, I am not over here trying to be Miss Goody Two Shoes. Like I don't watch TV or anything two hours before bed. That is not true. Um, after I do my warm bath, I'll either already have had dinner or then I'll have dinner and I will watch a show. So whatever show I wanna watch or a couple shows or whatever on Netflix, again, still wearing my blue light glasses. Um, but then when it gets closer to bed, I would say maybe like 30 minutes or so before bed, I have been on this lavender tea. Now listen, do not drink this tea until you're like ready to close <laughs> your eyes. This tea will have you knocked out, okay? So I got um, lavender buds from like the Chinese medicine store. I'm not sure if you can, I'm assuming that you can just get these from like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or something as well, but that's where I got mine from. And all you do is you take like a tablespoon of the leaves you put them in the bottom of a glass and then you take boiling water you pour it over you let it steep for a couple minutes and then you drink it just like that and i'm just telling you i'm warning you do not drink this tea until you're ready to go to bed <laughs> So after I do that, I have an AM and PM journal. So in the morning time, I write something. At night, I write something. So I'll do my PM journaling, and then I go lights out, no phone, which was the mistake I made last night, but <laughs> no phone. And then a plus to that is that when I wake up in the morning, I still go no phone. So no phone, at least 30 minutes. I try to go an hour of not checking my phone or anything when I wake up in the morning and then getting outside as soon as possible. So that's a little bonus for you guys about what to do in the morning after you get your great night's sleep. So if you're like, oh my gosh, Cookie, I've tried the bedtime routine, I've tried all these things, it doesn't work, and you're still having a hard time falling asleep, then as a last resort, I would say to take a sleep aid, something like melatonin, which would probably be maybe your better option since it is something that's naturally produced in the body versus like an over-the-counter medicine. Um, but taking melatonin, you can do that but I would advise you to be very, very careful because what can happen is that the body can become reliant on the pill form of melatonin and then it won't be able to naturally produce that melatonin on its own. So don't just start taking melatonin every single night. Try to do the things that I mentioned before so that you can really get into a good routine and only rely on the melatonin on the nights where you really, 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 really need it, okay? The second thing is gonna to be to cut out caffeine. If you cannot entirely cut out your caffeine, then if you're drinking coffee, you know, limit it to one cup per day. I know some people like to drink like Monsters and Red Bulls and things like that. You know, those cans are, are pretty big. I was gonna say limit it to one per day, but I would limit it to like half or even a fourth. Um, of the can or if they come in do they come in smaller sizes if they come in smaller sizes get that but really try to limit your caffeine because you don't want anything to be in your system that's interrupting your sleep pattern and so cut out your caffeine and especially try to cut out your caffeine before noon if you can keep it to having it before the middle of the day then that gives you more of a chance that it will be through your system and everything by the end of the evening and you'll be able to sleep a lot better. Which, by the way, was also a mistake that I made yesterday. I had coffee a little bit too late in the day. Um, these days I only drink maybe one cup of coffee um, if I drink coffee at all and it's completely black. 
and yesterday I had it a little bit late in the day. So, you know, this podcast is helping me really figure out all the things that I did wrong uh, yesterday, but hopefully it will help you guys to not make that mistake and really get some good sleep. Now, some other tools that have been super helpful for me, especially if you're someone who has ADHD like me, I have ADHD. And so sometimes when I'm trying to go to bed, like my mind is racing about the things that I need to do or forgot to do, right? Because ADHD brain, one big tip that I will give you guys is to actually wake up and just start to write those things down, write down the things that you need to remember, the things that you are trying not to forget, just so that you can kind of brain dump and get that out of your head. The next thing that I would recommend is there is this awesome podcast. It's called Sleep With Me. And I listen to it on Apple Podcasts, but I'm sure that it is everywhere. Um, But again, this is for people with ADHD. So if you have ADHD, then you're really going to like this. If you don't have ADHD, you're probably going to be like, what the heck is going on? But basically this guy, he tells stories that are really just out of order, not something that you can keep up with or think about. Um, Because what I was finding with some of the other sleep aids that I tried to use is that, again, with that ADHD brain, I'm like listening to the story all the way through and trying to keep up with it and things like that. Um, But with this, since there's really no, you know, no storyline or anything like that, he's kind of just randomly saying things in this very like sleepy tone. It really helps me to be able to fall asleep. So you may want to check that out. And another recommendation would be sleep hypnosis if you're open to it. This is something that I use for years. I use this up until I found the Sleep With Me podcast. I haven't used it since I found this, Um, but this was great beforehand. And it's a guy on YouTube. His name is Michael Seeley, and he does the sleep hypnosis videos. And I'm telling you, like, on a good night, I'll start listening to that thing, and he'll be like, we're in a forest somewhere, and I would be knocked out, okay, until the morning. So try those things out and see if they work well for you. Now, lastly, I will say, if you try all these things and then you don't fall asleep within like 20 or 30 minutes, the next best thing for you to do is to find a book. I mean, like a paper book, a physical book that you have to hold and start reading the book read for like 10 minutes or so and if that doesn't knock you out I don't know what will Um, but the biggest mistake that you can make is the mistake that I made last night which is do not go for your phone do not go for your phone it is a trap don't go for it go for a book read um, and then if that doesn't work (laughs) some other things that I've done is just like gotten up you know especially if it's closer to the morning time Instead of just sitting there tossing and turning, I will just get up and kind of start going through my day. Anytime I start to struggle with my sleep, I always go back to this question that my doctor asked me, like when I first, before I even started my weight loss journey, I was actually going into the doctor to try to get um, a sleep aid prescription. And she told me no. And (laughs) she was like, you're too young to, you know, to be needing that. Like, what what is your activity like during the day? And basically what we found is that I before that I had been very active, 
you know, during the day, but my life had changed at that point and I had become very sedentary and that was really what was going on. So in your case, you know, think about, are you spending the whole day sitting down? Do you exercise? Have you moved your body for at least 30 minutes? Because sometimes not getting in that exercise and not getting in that activity can cause you to have problems with restlessness and not being able to go to sleep at night. So that's it, y'all. I'm going to take a nap <laughs> or something and trying to recover. But thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Worth the Wait. Of course, if this episode or any of our episodes have helped you, please consider leaving us a review, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. I would love to see your review on there. We will take a screenshot and we will post it up on our Instagram, which is at Worth the Wait Podcast. You can also follow me on IG at Cookie Miller and be sure to tag us. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>